Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited about today's podcast. I have my friend Rachel Kennedy on today. Rachel is on a mission of financial freedom before the age of 45. She is a seasoned real estate agent. She has over 383 units, assets under management, in less than 12 months. And today we're going to talk about some foundations, how she got started in real estate and how she was able to transition all of her real estate knowledge as an agent over to large multifamily. So I would love to welcome Rachel Kennedy. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Peely. I am super excited to have you on. I just want to start kind of at the beginning. Why did you get into real estate and how did you become a real estate agent? How and why? Yeah, it was really out of necessity. Mm -hmm. um, I have a I have a college degree in product design, and by the time I finished that degree, I knew that that was not where my passion lied. Um, and we had two kids. Um, already Kevin, my husband was working full time as a chef and we were barely making ends meet. And I knew that we had to make a big change. Um, and so it was really, I, I dove deep into like, well, what do, what do I know about myself? Um, and it was that I knew I wanted a career that my output was, was reciprocated via my, the income that I earned. The harder I work, the more income that I would earn. Um, and I also knew that I wanted to work for myself. I'm, I've always had this entrepreneurial um, aspect of, of my personality. Um, I started businesses in college just like for fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, it all kind of like the pieces all all fell together uh, very nicely. And it was one of those moments in life where you look back and you're like, hmm, I can't really explain like how I did that or like the exact moment, like something was carrying me forward, uh, whether it was God, the universe, but I know that there was a force behind that decision. There was a path laid out for you. You just had to find the path and start walking on it. And what a path that, that has it been. So as a real estate agent, you decide to become a real estate agent. Walk us, walk us through a little bit about that story. Like walk us through Rachel Kennedy from you got your license to opening up the Kennedy group. Yeah. So, um, this is another very interesting story because as I'm sure many people know, watching this podcast, um, any small business owner or um, real estate professional, mortgage professional, the success rate is very, very low. Um, and that's not talked about a ton unless you're already in the industry and you've already failed. Um, you're like, by the way, it's going to be really hard to succeed in this industry. Yes. Just, just letting you know after yeah. the fact. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I hope you make it. Um, and so I had gotten my license, I think I was maybe a month in from having my license and we had a house fire and we lost everything. 
yeah, it was the most traumatic experience. So I remember having my first, um, my first buyer client and I was living in a hotel room with three adults because my mom had just moved to Colorado from Michigan, two kids and two dogs in a hotel. I'm out showing houses, printing out the MLS sheets in the business center of the hotel. Yeah. I mean, it, like if, if my clients knew like the behind the scenes, they probably would have been like, um, what are you doing? What <laughs> you is know? happening here? Yeah. 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 Um, so that was, and I have colleagues of mine who were at the same brokerage that I was at when we had the fire and they rallied around and they were, it was the most amazing um, brokerage that I could have been at at that time. And they, in hindsight, have shared with me, I thought for sure that like once you had that house fire that you just, you know, you'd fold and you'd go back to what you were doing. But I pushed forward. I mean, it was it was truly just out of necessity. Like I wasn't going to fail at this. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all about perseverance. And that's what I've learned and translated over to multifamily is that you'll, I mean, you will, just like with any big dream in life, like you're going to hit a wall or five or more, right? And you just, you have to figure out how am I going to get over this? How am I going to get through this? Um, Is the dream big enough on my heart to keep going? Or is, is, do I call it now? I love that. Pushing forward, perseverance and having that big dream on your heart. So talk us through this foundational big dream that you have that's helped you to push forward and persevere through a house fire, through creating an outstanding real estate business and into multifamily. Yeah. So the status quo has never been my thing. Um, I can't even imagine um, be, you know, I can't imagine like working behind a desk. I can't imagine working for someone else for 50 years and then retiring on my social security and my pension. And this is why um, we're friends <laughs> like mine, but go on. <laughs> so, um, to be honest with you, it's, it is inherent in me. It is, even if I didn't want it, right? Like even if And some days I do, some days I do wake up and say, I don't want to work that hard today. Like, I don't want to work as hard as I know I have to work in order to get to my goals. I'm going to stop you right there because that's important because that happens to me too. What do you do on those days? Truthfully, like, what do you do on those days when you wake up and you're just like, I don't want to, I know I have to, but I just don't. Yeah. So, um, this is an ongoing process for me. Um, and sometimes I will find myself in a total rut, right? Like I, my inner voice has talked me down so far Mm -hmm. that I I have a really hard time getting myself back up. Um, So I have an amazing life coach that helps (laughs) bring me back up and remind me of why I work this hard and why Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. Um, But it really is all about having a process and being able to know how, when I know I'm going to get in those ruts because they're inevitable for everyone. When I know that I, that I'm in that rut, what is my process to get myself back out and have that as a go-to and being able to really do the work 
the inner work, the deep work to know what that is so that you have the go-to. Otherwise it's, you know, all you're going to flounder. You're going to take a step back. You're it's, it's hard. It's hard. Right. Walk us through a little bit about that deep work. Cause we can be, you know me, I'm, I'm deep into mindset and, but there's only so much that we can like raw, raw ourselves. I mean, I could keep this at like face value level. You said push forward, persevere. Great. But what's yeah. some of that deep work that you have to do to actually push forward and persevere? Yeah. So um, I personally struggle a lot with imposter syndrome, especially. And I, <laughs> I remember you telling me like that doesn't exist. Like there's no imposter syndrome, but it is right. There's like, there's always that self doubt, um, that comes up of like, well, do I have the skills to do this? Um, do I even belong in this conversation that I'm having? Right. And in the multifamily space, we're talking with sellers who have multi, you know, $15 million properties that they're selling, or, um, I'm, I'm talking to two people right now that have $20 million plus developments going on. And if I listen to that inner voice, like I have no place in that conversation, right? Um, so really just reminding myself that even, even if this isn't successful, it's a learning experience that's going to get me closer to being able to have a place in that conversation. So really, I think being comfortable but with being uncomfortable, and I know that sounds cliche and like everybody says it, but it's so true. Yeah, It is so true. Like being able to get comfortable with being vulnerable um, and owning, hey, maybe I don't have the experience that's needed to be involved in this, but how can I help so that I can add value and learn from you? There, you just said it. How can I? Like no matter what, I just try and walk into a room and know that I should be there. I, cause I know you, you will figure out what do you need to know? How can you help? And how can you be a part of this X million dollar, X billion dollar X, you put a number on it deal. Cause if we didn't walk into a room thinking this way, we would never be at where we are today. You would never be from zero to 383 units. In less than 12 months, you realize that is more units than Jason and I did in our first year. And you did it in one 12-month period. That's huge. That's huge. And that, that went from not knowing multifamily to mm -hmm. absolutely knowing it. And this is why I say imposter syndrome only exists as much as we allow it to exist, right? And it sounds like you do that deep work to get you through that. So let's talk about your units because you know I can talk about imposter syndrome for the rest of this podcast. But I want to talk about how, walk us through the process because this is all about foundational work, right? Walk us through what kind of foundational work you had to do to get yourself to 383 units. Yeah, it really started with obviously learning as much as we could from the seven figure multifamily group and going through that coursework, um, getting very, very familiar and comfortable with the analyzer and being able to trust that if the analyzer didn't 
tell us that it was a good deal, then we there was no business in, in taking it to the next level, right? And that's honestly been one of my struggles um, when we were involved in the flipping. I would get emotionally involved with a property and like want it so bad to like be successful and like push it so hard. Um, and I really had to change that around multifamily because I, I had to extract the emotion behind it and realize it's all about the numbers. If the numbers don't work, the deal doesn't work. That's it. Um. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that refreshing though? Because you don't have to it, worry about, well, what if I put this wallpaper on here? Won't that make yeah. it more? No, it's just yeah. the numbers. And I, I also want to say this because I'm not sure if you're going to mention this. You mentioned during, doing the coursework, which you did. You mentioned really getting in there and understanding the numbers, which you did. But there's something else you did. You asked questions. You were on calls. I think you had me on speed dial for a, for a little bit there. So what does that tell you? Because you also said you have a life coach. How do you use coaches and mentors in your life? Oh, um, this is something that I'm really leaning into right now mm -hmm. uh, to help accelerate our growth and allowing myself to get vulnerable with those coaches in all aspects, life, motherhood, business, both of our businesses, um, to know and learn from other people's failures so that that can accelerate my success. So let's accelerate someone's success today. Let's accelerate someone's success by going deep and how... We're both moms. Let's go there. We're both moms and you mentioned it. And I have, I've worked through some of these difficulties before too. How are you being this amazing entrepreneur, 383 units, one year, you still have your real estate business going. You're still marketing that and supporting and uplifting your family. How are you doing it all? Um, this is the first year that I've really had to, out of, again, out of necessity, um, start to delegate the things that I can take off of my plate so that I know that my time is spent on the things that only I can do. If, if someone else can do it, then it's going to someone else, whether it's a VA, I have a part-time assistant, I have a marketing manager. Um, so all of those things. And as a business owner, initially that felt really um, overwhelming and daunting to think like I have to hire these people what happens when I can't afford to pay them because that happens right mm -hmm. um, but the reality is that you make it happen honestly like you you just make it work I love it I, I love that answer I love the fact that as mothers as parents not and this is for the dads too I don't only want to say it's for the mamas. It's for the dads too. Like you make it work. But what you said was true. You start to delegate. You figure out, okay, is this worth my time? Can I give it to someone else? Can I give it to someone in the Philippines? Can I hire somebody here who can come in and take care of these things for me? So mm -hmm. being able to create that team, that's huge. Yeah. So before I let you go, because I know that these few last questions could uh, actually stem into a, a larger conversation. 
what is one thing that you believe anyone here, anyone listening to this, whether or not they have a cabillion units under contract or under, under asset management, or they're just starting, what's something foundational that they need to dig into in order to persevere, in order to push through? Mm -hmm. I would ask how important is that dream or that goal to you? If it's not, you know, like if you don't feel it in your heart and think about it every waking moment and even when you're sleeping and when you're right, um, <laughs> then it's going to be very hard to push through the, the tough times. And I think that's how one can decipher between is this something that I want to move forward on or is this just a fleeting idea that I have, right? Um, and for us we we followed you we did our research we went to conferences for probably about a year before we took the step to start studying and learning multifamily and how we could get involved that is that is everything so and you also mentioned like before you started learning you researched you did your due diligence on those people that you were going to follow those people that you were going to allow on your path. Yeah. So how is one way, if people want to get to know you, people want to, people want to buy real estate from you or people want to invest with you, how can they find you? Um, so our multifamily podcast is ravenholdings.net. Um, and that would be a great way. I have a Calendly link on there to schedule um, personal one-on-one -on -one time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Kennedy Home Group. Um, or I'm on Facebook under Rachel Kennedy. Perfect. Everyone go to Raven Holdings, correct? Yep. Ravenholdings.net. Check out Rachel's podcast. Podcasts are a great way to find out if someone that you are listening to, somebody that you're thinking about investing in, talking with, is somebody that you want to follow because it's great to bring these people on our paths. And Rachel is an amazing person to have on your path. Rachel, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me, doing life with me, and just being just simply amazing. Thank you, Peely. Thank you. And for everyone else listening, please rate, review, subscribe. If you loved what you heard, go to Rachel's podcast next. Listen to what she has to say. Some of the information that she's going to give you will be foundational for your next steps. So much love, so much aloha, so much peace in your day. Talk to you later. Aloha.